You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Hey, everybody. It's episode number 272 of the Take Him With You podcast for May 18th, 2014. I'm Rick. And I'm Amy. And we're glad you joined us. Stick around. Hold on tight to your you remember that song? Um, I think I've heard it before, but I can't tell you from what. Electric Light Orchestra. Uh, ELO. That's right. Yeah. You remember them? Yeah, I think my brother had one of their LPs. Well, he did. Yeah. Doubt he has it now. Probably not. That was back in the 70s, late, <laughs> late 70s, early 80s. Yeah, they had the really cool-looking spaceships on the front of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. They look like jukebox spaceships. Mm-hmm. You're they too did. close. Back up. Okay, now, apologize. We're apologizing. I think you're popping your peas already. Ahead of time. We're trying out a new mic. Um, Rick like likes looking at those deal-of-the-day things. <coughs> and I'm so, getting in a lot of trouble for the stupid deals of the day. Well, this was a really good deal because it was uh, how many hundred dollar microphones? Well, originally they were four hundred, and then they were down to three hundred, and I got it for forty nine bucks. Yeah, but it's um, different than I'm used to, so please excuse ahead of time. I'm trying to figure out the right distance to be from it, and whether I need to get a a screen on it or not. Yeah, you're so. gonna need some type of protection. Because you don't want to have little baby podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing about? Okay, you need to rewind that no, and do that no, over. Yeah. No, yeah, you're fine. No, you're no, fine. No. Yeah, you're fine. So I'm not using Rick's old rock and roll microphone anymore. No, not the one that I sang on in the rock band for years. I did have another mic that was just like yours, I think, at one time, but it broke. Or yours broke and you took mine or something. We used to have matching mics like yours. Well, they were really, they were really uh, inexpensive microphones. The one you're using? No, this is a newer one. Oh, so we went through the both those that we started podcasting on. Mm-hmm. Those are both gone. What? I can hear you eat those M and M's. It's gross to listen to in my ears. Thank you. So. <coughs> Celery, not M&M's, by the way. <laughs> At least they're peanut butter M&M's. There's a little protein in there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're, peanut we're butter trying. Peanut butter, ants on a log. We're, we're trying out this new mic to see how we do. And it seems a lot more powerful, like it picks up a lot more than the old mic rock and roll mic that i used to use yeah this is a podcasting mic you're using there dear yeah and um i need more power tonight because i've been fighting a little seasonal allergies and so my 
my um, throat's a little raspy. My voice is a little raspy, not my throat, I guess. I like it when you're raspy. You sound like, thank the pig. <laughs> you bounced that right off. <laughs> thank the pig. From Babe Pig in the City. Yeah. We were once a warrior race. <laughs> okay. Now it's all the urge. The urge? Okay. That was a d- dark and depressing no, movie. That was an awesome movie. <laughs> Thank you, Thelonious. Yeah. So we t- just duck. we just for totally random for everybody out there. Um. So what happens when you get yeah? Old? Well, and we're kind. Of, we've had a very long week, and you have been working like crazy. You worked till one, two in the morning last night. Worked again a little bit before church today. Had a long meeting after church today. And then you're going to be working way late into the night again. Because you have a deadline to get a couple of videos done by Tuesday evening. Yes. Oh, by the way, Sue, uh, thank you. She asked what song we played the other day that you sang to. Okay. And it was um, uh, going to be the best day of my life. Right. Yeah. And she just said, and I answered her and said, it's it's this one, isn't it? And she said, yes. And and I have to apologize because I don't really think you can call what I do singing, but I, I guess you I sing was, fine. I was in a um, you sing fine festive mood. And you I, think that you don't sing fine. I think you sing fine. Well, I used to think I sang fine until I married you, and you sing, you sing very fine, and it made no, me I feel don't. Like I sound like a. No, you sing very nicely. And I don't. <laughs> I had one person say I sound like a girl. No, you don't. Yeah. Well, um I I I grew up singing in at the Baptist church and and so, you know, when it comes to like singing hymns with a group of people, I can kind of fit in. But I noticed that when I get up to it, I I don't know what kind of part I sing. I try to sing the melody with the soprano, but when I get up to a certain level of high notes, it just I feel like I'm just like screeching them <laughs> up there. We do need to get you like a, a pop filter though. Yeah. Maybe you could run while we do this promo. And go get my dead kitten. People are gonna wonder what about that. Okay. But it's a good idea. <clears throat> okay. Go ahead and do She'll the be right back. Oh, right we'll back. be right back after these words from our, well, they're not sponsors. They're our friends. So stick around, please. The radio station in Chester's Mill may have burned down, but you can still hear hits like... And they're still having fun. Chester's Mill's the one. And... Splish, splash, the egg was taking a bath deep below on the Thingford Lake. Rub a double that Julia didn't flub, making this decision in haste. All thanks to Under the Dome Radio. This summer, Troy and Wayne return to discuss what happened when we were blinded by the light. Wrapped up in the noose as the dome it turned to white. Blinded by the light. Holding on to a left. 
Adler as the dome had turned to white. Be sure to set the dial of your podcasting app to Under the Dome Radio and keep the propane donations flowing at Under the Dome Radio. A proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. We are the Rusted Robot Podcast. Lower your shields and surrender your minds. We will add your MP3 recordings and opinion on Geekery to our own. We will adapt to embrace this culture. Resistance is futile. It's the Borg. Commander Adama, Cybermen, Daleks, and Cylons are fast approaching. Jump gates forming in multiple sectors, and the Doctor's nowhere to be found. What are we going to do? Tune into the Rusted Robot Podcast at therustedrobot.podbean.com and on the iTunes Store. Sean and Bridget Vanderloo's love for all things geekery and robots are our only hope. Oh, boy. Get rusted today. Robots. Cyborgs. Androids. Oh, my. Rusted robot. Do you experience bouts of geekdom? If so, Anomaly may be right for you. In clinical studies, Anomaly's convention reports, cosplay topics, and commentary on Star Wars, Doctor Who, Star Trek, and other sci-fi fantasy genres provided a feeling of fullness while promoting optimal geekiness. Anomaly is available over-the-counter at Stitcher and in the iTunes, Zune, and BlackBerry stores. Learn more at AnomalyPodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y Podcast.com. Anomaly, your prescription for geek entertainment. And we're back. Okay. And we're back. Now I have my fuzzy kitten thing on here. We're That's back. Like, sound better? Back. You sound like you ate too much. Thanks. <laughs> Guess what I got to do this week? You sound like you were burping. Guess what I got to do this week? What did you get to do this week? I got to make some cool things for the Rusted Robot Podcast. I have so much. I think I do more stuff for them than I do our podcast. Yeah, we don't really do a lot of fun stuff for our podcast. Not anymore. anymore. No, 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 no. Why do anything fun when you can be boring as heck? Yeah, we need to change We're boring that. old people. Hello, it's the Boring Old People podcast with Rick and Amy. Well, you know. You're not really boring. Yeah, I'm I'm more boring. I, I've been doing a lot of gardening in my spare time, and it's, it's therapy for me and for... Like when life gets more stressful, I want to be out in my garden more. It sounds better with that on there. Does it? Now you have to get a little closer. <laughs> you told me not to get closer. Okay, is that better? Yeah, no, your no, chin is too, talking. Too there, there you go. Okay. <coughs> so for for uh, rusted radio, rusted radio, rusted robot mm-hmm. did a radio broadcast this last week, and you can listen to their episode. I think twenty four. I think I was halfway listening to it while you were listening to it today. Yeah, so I did some some uh, jingles and stuff for their radio station. I heard that you had like it was a lot of fun little things all over the place. Yeah, yeah, and so. I did a commercial for them too, a couple commercials. So you got to go listen to their podcast. 
You're listening to WBOT Rusted Robot Radio. Cool, huh? Yep. Yeah, so we yep. had a good time. So go check out the Rusted Robot. And you can hear all they the fun sound, stuff. They sound more awake when they podcast than we do. It's because they don't wait till 10 o'clock at night on a Sunday after they've had an incredibly busy weekend and are dead tired on their lips. Yeah. We used to podcast when we started out. Didn't we podcast like Tuesday mornings. A, yeah. 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 And then it became like Wednesday, and then it became like Thursday, and then it became like Friday, and then it became Saturday, and now we're clear down to Sunday night. What's that saying about Well, us? you know what's going to be really cool is when we podcast on Monday but put it back, put it out the day before. I just got something <laughs> on my glasses, and I can't see again. Uh, I think you got your hands on your glasses. Oh, man, look at that. You're not supposed to put your fingers on the lenses. Well, yeah. Yeah. Especially when you got greasy fingers like I do. Well, do you want to know something that's really awkward? I don't know. I I forgot I, to wash my hands when we came in right out of the garden. And I put my finger on my lips for Did some reason. Did you taste slug? No, I didn't you taste. You tasted beer. No, I didn't taste beer. Oh. I tasted garlic. Oh. <laughs> because you had... You, we planted this elephant garlic clove, and I forgot to wash my hands. You know why you know it's elephant garlic? Because it's big? No, because it comes in a trunk. Ha, ha, ha. Now, anyway, you you brought out the elephant garlic for me, but you dropped it, so I had to pick it up, and, and, um... When I planted it, so mm. I had garlic juice on my hands. Gross, and it was gross. It was really strong. It was strong, yeah. Strong. So I'm hoping it grows, though. We, we sprouted it inside in a glass first, and then we planted it tonight. But hey. Hey. I know I get kind of excited about this. Oh, no. Are you going to... We Why don't we just do the gardening podcast? Well, I got to tell everybody. I, <clears throat> I have... Green peas, green garden peas. Oh, I thought you said you had green pea. And I was like, what, what did you <laughs> eat? I have green peas that are growing. They're almost ready to be picked. I actually picked one and ate it. But um, it was, it was <coughs> you, a you little picked a pea? You picked a pea. In the pod. I picked a pea. I picked a pea pod. Mm. And I ate the pod, too, because it's so good when they're fresh like that. But... <laughs> Anyway, um, I was so excited because our our peas are growing and producing peas already. Mm, that's cool. Yeah, I know. I get excited about gardening. Yeah. So I've been gardening, gardening, and gardening, and gardening. And um, my house needs a little bit more attention, <laughs> but the garden's getting a lot. <laughs> I still have more gardening to do. I, I was say someone asked if they could have one of my green thumbs because I obviously have two, but they don't realize that one of my green thumbs is me. No, I'm your green thumb. No, uh, that I grow great plants that I want to grow, and I grow great plants that I don't want to go, aka weeds. So I have some people like to grow weeds. Well, I'm talking about buttercups. Uh, and dandelions and what's morning up buttercup glory, morning glory mm, and yeah 
all these awful things that take over my garden, so I'm fighting them all the time. And we've been fighting oh, lots slugs. of slugs. Oh my gosh. So that's they all why come from, Rick jerks. asked if my fingers tasted like Slime. beer. Yeah, because you've been... I, we have been our buying... Our neighbors bought us a whole bunch of beer. We've been buying beer for the first time in our lives, and our neighbor knew that we weren't real comfortable doing that. So she brought me over, what, two, she, six packs? She says, packs we always have beer. <laughs> so well they went to olympia today and so she, she you were at the topic that. of discussion too yeah and and then her husband says i bet amy's never had a beer and so she and told Anna me that, no she's had one so she came over and she says yeah she said alan says i bet amy's never had a beer never drank a beer and i go yeah i haven't <laughs> that's funny so so um yeah that was that and was we don't feel funny. too bad about it either so yeah it's i think it kind of smells bad but hey if it kills the slugs the, the slugs like it and i'm all for supporting well, their drinking beer because our neighbor them. who is also a, a very good gardener mm -hmm. our um, other neighbor but the, mm -hmm. actually the ones that that donated the beer to our slug. our next door neighbors. They they're good gardeners. Yes, too. they are. Mm -hmm. But uh, this gentleman, who's a retired school teacher, uh -huh. is a very good gardener, and he um, invited me down last year to take pictures of his dahlias. He mm -hmm. has these pretty flowers that he grows. They were gorgeous. I mean, yeah. just really cool. Yeah. And he said, you know, next year if you want to come over and grab some of these bulbs, I'll I'll put some out for you. And I said, okay. And he made good on his promise, and uh, you planted I, I a worked, lot. I worked about six hours in the garden yesterday. And we put out all these new dahlias. dahlias. I went and got them in the wheelbarrow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Picked them up. Yeah, you went and picked them up. And I picked and up then, more today. Yeah, and I got to plant those tomorrow sometime in between but, work but and rain. But when so. they grow, though, they're going to be, our front yard is going to be gorgeous. Yeah. If we can get them past if, this if stage. If we can get them past that. Once they get, well. Because the slugs love, 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 love. love the first the little, inch. Yeah. The little first little sprouts that come up. They must be really tasty. They must just think they're the cat's meow because they just love them. Yeah. So we're hoping that we can get them to to get past the slug stage. Yeah. So we put out slug bait and beer. Yeah. And then we go out and salt the slugs and as I, much as I we I got to tell you, I have probably 25 containers out in the yard that I am putting. And thus, why you have to have the 12-pack of beer. Yeah. Because I, I put just only about... I can't believe we're sitting here talking about our garden again. You're right, mm -hmm. Sean. Sean told me you guys should just have the gardening, gardening podcast. Show. Like, people don't care. <laughs> Well, we do have kind of a subject I think we're going to We used talk to be a about. lot more geeky. I mean, we used to talk about geek stuff all the time. And we haven't for a long time. We just haven't been real geeky. Other than the fact that I took a really cool photography course this last week. Yeah, why don't you talk about that? Except well, for I don't like one thing about it. Yeah, well, um, you know, I got the new digital camera. Uh, it's a little fancier than I'm used to. And... Mm -hmm. um, it's a little over my head, so I've been trying to learn about it. Well, then my friend, well, a friend from Facebook who is a went to school with my sister, I think. Um, anyway, he is, a, is an amazing photographer and does it for a living up in the Bellingham, Seattle area around there. And he was going to be down in his hometown this last weekend to do a class 
or actually he's, he took pictures of a van today and he happened to be in town visiting his folks and stuff. So he did a class over at the Elks, a four hour class on digital photography. And I got to learn how the digital camera works, the whole structure of the inside. I got to learn all the different terms on the little wheel that you turn around on your camera. Mm -hmm. And then I got to learn about composition and the rule of thirds. And then, uh, then we learned about, um, doing hdr photography so which i'm gonna try pretty soon i'm pretty excited about that and okay, for those of us that aren't camera i can't remember what hdr stands for high definition resolution or something C could be something like that yeah. anyway it's it's where you take like high is it high density resolution i, I don't know I have got, I don't have my notes with me. Anyway, um, mm -hmm. all I know is you take seven or eight pictures at different f-stops. So you, it, the camera does it automatically. So it'll go, you hit the button on HDR and it goes click, 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 click. And it takes it, each one of them at a different f-stop. Mm -hmm. And then you get it on your software on in Photoshop or on an, in an HDR software. And what it does is it takes the best part of each part of the picture because when you take a picture, certain parts are going to have the perfect looking parts of it. And then the other parts will be a little overexposed or underexposed. But this combines all of those together, not as a mush, but it picks the best of all of it and then puts that into the picture. So every part of the picture is beautiful. Mm -hmm. and that's called HDR. And you can do, it makes it really surreal looking if you kind of, there's settings you can do to make it look like you're in the Wizard of Oz or... It's just, it's really odd looking at first, but you can do some pretty amazing things with it. And I've always wanted to do it, but I didn't know how to. And so he showed us how. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Yeah. And then we learned um, about flash photography and we learned about what kind of lenses that we need to this use. This is the part that made me really nervous because it took us quite a while to save up for your camera that you just got, uh, you know, the newer camera. And the lens that he showed you, mm. it costs more than the camera. Well, the, I asked him what lens should I use for weddings because I got a couple of weddings coming up, and he goes, "Well, you probably need the uh, the two point eight seventy to something millimeter, hundred seventy to one hundred millimeter, something like that. I think something like that. And or anyway, he said what it was." And so we're all like writing this down and everything. He goes, now I'll run you about $2,500. And I went, what? <laughs> I thought the camera was expensive. Well, the lens would be twice as expensive as the camera. So. More than twice. Yeah. But I thought there was one that, the one that you told me about <coughs> was like $1,400. Is that? Okay. Well, here I emailed him about it and asked, well, is this the right one? He said, well, that's the older one. But the new one has image stabilization, which you want. And that's those are 2500 mm -hmm. But you did tell me that for like 50 or $60, you I can, can rent one. Rent it for, for four days or five days. Yeah. And so I'm going to try that. I'm going to rent yeah. one for a wedding coming up and see if I like. Yeah, try it out. And then I suggested that you try to find one. <coughs> well, the amount of secondhand. photography that I do, if I'm going to do three or four weddings in a summer, then you times that by $50 and it's cheaper to rent it than it is to buy mm -hmm. one. Yeah. If it Cause it's not a, it's not a lens I'm going to use every day. If you were doing photography extensively, like every week, right. Right. That would be if different. I had a lot of photography gigs, but you know, honestly down here, it's really interesting. There's a bunch of 
amateurs actually taking they get a nice camera and then they put mm-hmm. their services out there and they do $25, well, $50 and that's we're not, not living in a really high end area. No. So a lot so, of people will hire somebody that doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. And they think they're the best in the world. The photos don't look that good. But but, but the thing mm-hmm. is, is not everyone has a thousand dollar photo bu- budget. Well, or, I don't charge that much. Um, yeah. But I'm just saying if you're in the city. And when I advertise, I say, something. you know, Hey, look at, I'm not cheap, but I'm also not, massive expensive so you get what you pay for yeah you give people a lot of pictures though when you do do that stuff so (coughs) so i'm looking forward to it Um, so that was what i got to do and i got to do some uh video Uh, i'm doing some video editing and i'll do some more after i'm done with the podcast so yeah so that was my week yeah busy week we're we're still we're um, thankful for the work and plugging along and happy that uh, we're alive and kicking so, so we have a, a subject. And we'll be right back with that minute. subject in just one moment. <laughs> okay. So I was reading on the internet, as I do a lot. I, I read a lot. People go, really? Is reading on the internet really reading? Uh, yeah. Um, well, I guess if there's letters combined together to make words, and you look at those letters combined to make words and sentences, and you understand them, that's called reading. Hooking up words and phrases and, and clauses. Together. Yeah, like. Out conjunction, junction. What's your function? And then it goes out of the frying pan and into the fire. You remember those from when you were? Oh a kid. yeah. Well, I loved Schoolhouse Rock, and I tried to get all the videos for our kids. When yeah, they I were remember little. that. If you could skate, a figure, figure eight. eight. <laughs> and the the one that our kids had the hardest. I'm just a bill. I'm only a bill sitting here on Capitol Hill. But the thing that our kids had the hardest time with was like their seven and eight and six multiplication Uh tables. Mm -hmm. And they they always had a hard time with like six times eight. And I would go, six times eight is 48. Because I try to get them to remember that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because they always had a hard time remembering what six times eight was. You know, the other one I remember is... uh, uh, I don't like yuck mouth because I don't brush. I like my teeth like this. I don't think that was a schoolhouse rock song. No, but there was another one with slab a slice or chunk of something about cheese. Remember cheese? Cheese yeah. being a healthy snack. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's okay. enough. <laughs> anyway, can... I was reading, <laughs> and I've got a really good friend. Well, I mean, we're not super close friends because we've never actually met each other. But I certainly relate with him, and I really like him. And that's Brett Hammond. Remember yeah. Pastor Brent? Yeah, Brett? Yeah. Brett? The, the Amish um, zombie, zombie writer. story writer. That's right. Well, he's a really cool guy. Yeah. And he has started something with uh, his pastor friends mm-hmm. by <coughs> putting out articles that are very thought-provoking, kind of challenge the status quo. Mm-hmm. 
<coughs> and he posted uh, yeah, he posted yeah he posted blog this blog posts, yeah. from somebody um i believe they're uh let me see it's facts and trends uh dot net and there was an article called six reasons millennials aren't at your church now and millennials being the ones that came after the baby boomers i know after the generation x thank you thank you after the generation uh, Xers. Xers, yeah so they would be 35 and younger. Mm-hmm. Because the, technically, you're from what I've read, you're the last year of the baby boomers because you were born in 65. Okay. And 66 started Generation X. So you're a Generation Xer? Yeah. So you married a different generation. Only by <laughs> like one year and one week. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. And then I guess this the millennials the next one or is there like a y no, or you, something you just there? said that there was another one after me yeah the generation xers is and then mine. i think there's a y there's a then, y yeah. and then there's the millennials i guess i'm confused by all that but anyway this guy talks about millennials well it's interesting um and this would be an interesting poll to take and i don't know if anybody would participate because we haven't had the greatest participation um for people like emailing in and telling us what they think, maybe three people. You do better when you just put a question. Yeah, on Facebook. I don't really want to do it on Facebook because it's going to cause a big rumble. But I might, I might. But the question would be, um, do you go to church? Why or why not? And I would like to hear, yeah, what people's reasonings are of why they go or why they don't go, because there are people that still go to church, mm-hmm. but it is definitely different than it used to be. Well, and a lot less people go to church than used to. Even, you know, even recently I've been thinking there's some things I like about church and there's some things I don't, you know. And and this is coming from someone who grew up in church her whole life. If there's some things that I don't like about church, what about people who are coming in? But we've had a unique experience, though. We've had a unique experience as we have got. We've been in situations where we were behind the scenes because of my leadership vent and the fact that I'm zealous for what I do. We have we've been put in situations we normally wouldn't have been in. Your average congregational member isn't put in the positions that we were. And unfortunately, our experience has been not positive. But my experience is before you were on staff at churches Mm -hmm. were really positive growing up. Right. And and I was even in leadership in the youth realm, you know, right. like in the youth group areas and stuff, and did vacation Bible stuff. But our, but stuff. I, what but I mean is those our pers- were really positive. But our perspective is different than a lot of people's because yeah. we we have been hurt a lot by people that said they were something that they weren't, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, not in just one place but several places. So now we're a little gun shy when it comes to. Well, it just enjoying the church culture per se. I, th- I think was it the scripture passage that was in church today was either he- it was either Hebrews, Hebrews 11. 11, but th- she also read in the beginning of 12. And I think it might have been in the beginning of 12 yeah, yeah. where it said, keep your eyes on Christ, mm-hmm. the author and finisher of our faith. Wasn't that the uh, yeah, I believe something so. like that? Yeah. And that's the same message that my grandfather told you and I two days before he went to be in heaven. Is he said, 
above all everything else, keep your eyes on Jesus because we're going to get disappointed with things on earth because things on earth aren't perfect. Nobody's perfect, yeah. People aren't perfect. Um, You can have the best agendas and plans and programs, and there's still going to be faults in them. Sure. Because... You know, only God can make things perfect. And even the perfect things he made, he made the Garden of Eden and said this is good. And yet we really messed it up royal. So, um, <laughs> you know, even the things that God made good, we messed up. So anyway, all this saying is if you do believe in Christ, it's a good idea to keep your eyes on him. And not focus on all, everything that's wrong. Well, and, and I think yet <coughs> it's good. In this article, we're going to talk about is why people under thirty-five aren't coming to church anymore. And and I think it's good to examine what we're doing once in a while, whether it whether we're just like having our own bless me club and not reaching out to anybody, mm-hmm. or you know what what are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? And obviously, if church attendance has fallen off so much it's obviously not reaching those people and and for some valid reasons why they're not going right. so so okay so you know a, a, i don't know how to, it's hard to talk about this because from the perspective of our audience we have a lot of people that probably don't go to church that listen to our podcast and probably have good reasons and, why they and, don't right and to be truthful there have been times I don't want to go to church. Even though you're sometimes the one preaching or, or leading It's the bad songs. when the preacher doesn't <laughs> yeah, when the preacher doesn't want to go to church. Yeah. But part of that well, most of that is because of the political part of things. Yeah. And the manipulation that goes on in groups of people and stuff. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Um I've always been one that I was innocent and I was naive in a lot of ways, thinking that if somebody said that they were a believer or a Christian that they were a pretty good person but what we found was that's not necessarily true there are some really cool people but there's also some real shysters and some people that aren't so cool well and sometimes it's not that people are trying to be manipulative or mean but maybe they just have some quirks and come off the wrong way too sometimes you know Mm -hmm. so why don't we get into this article before I fall asleep? Jeez. <laughs> so the name of the 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 guy that wrote is Aaron Earls, and he propo- he says, "Why aren't millennials at your church?" And he, and he goes on to say, "You don't want them there," and says, "Well, that's you know, sounds kind of harsh and everything, but um." Either intentionally or unintentionally, we are doing things that cause the 35-year-olds and youngers not to want to come to church. Well, and they might not feel welcome because it they don't identify with it. You know, I grew up in a kind of traditional church where we had the organ and the piano right. and hymns. And, you know, you stand up now and you sit down now and, mm-hmm. you know, and... And that might not relate to people who never went to church. I was used to that. And but. and this doesn't, the, he, the author says here, this doesn't apply to everybody who's under 35. Uh-huh. <coughs> but a large portion of people have, this is what they've found. They 
do you know, polls and ask mm-hmm. people and do all this stuff. So what so, was the first reason? Well, the first reason that, that they say that um, the reason that some people may be staying away from our churches is that uh, a lot of churches are not online. Mm-hmm. And everything else is online. Like if if you're, you know, if a young person wants to find a phone number, they don't go look in a phone book. Yeah. They Google the person's name. And the other day we, we, did, we did that for our neighbor. We're trying to find his phone number. And it, I actually did look in the phone book because I'm old. And it wasn't in there. And then I finally tried to do the Dex directory. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure it out there either. And so finally I just Googled his name. And you found it. And I found it. <laughs> So, so you know, but uh, someone under 35, they would probably just do that first thing. Well, that's true. And you think about it. Most people 35 and under don't remember a time when the Internet wasn't part of their life. Yeah. So they've always had all this information at their fingertips. I mean, so when it yeah. comes to their spiritual life, um, if the church doesn't, if the church has one of those hokey websites that, you know, looks like it was made back in the well, they didn't have it in the seventies, but made back in the nineties, um, early two thousand, um, it's going to look go- goofy and it, it's not real functional. But if 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 a church really wants to attract people that are younger, then they need to figure out what they're doing online. Not only by putting messages online, but interactive things and schedules and uh, information that that is vital to the com- and community type of things where people mm-hmm. can participate. In things, so that was the first one. Yeah, and you know, I was thinking it. We're, Social we're, media. We're some of the oldest. I think we are the oldest people yeah. in our congregation yeah. uh, that we fellowship with. Not my mom's church that you preach at sometimes, but that the little kind of coffee shop outreach that we go to. Um, almost everybody there, ourselves included, read our Bible on our cell phones or iPads. Yeah. In fact, and this morning, um, our pastor said, uh, all right, well, let's open up our Bibles or our apps to, and yeah. was serious about it. I mean, she just, oh, yeah, that's how she talked. Yeah. And, and I looked around and I actually forgot my iPad in the car. So I actually opened a paper Bible and I found myself trying to scroll <laughs> on the paper. Isn't that weird? Yeah. But I really was. I was trying to scroll because <laughs> I'm so used to that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I do most of my Bible reading yeah. on my And social media too. Um, if the church doesn't have Twitter and Facebook, it's missing out on the, a lot of people are on that, especially younger people. Yeah. So it's like, you don't have it. Well, then that could be one of the reasons that they don't feel comfortable going there. Yeah. A second one was, uh, you're too inward focused. When they see our church is spending all of its time and resources solely on bettering the lives of the people who already attend, they'll go somewhere else because they want to be part of something that's helping others. Mm-hmm. Well, and you look that's at- what they when they equate faith and they equate mm-hmm. spirituality, they are thinking if it's going to mean anything, I want to help someone. Well, and you think about even as a society, there's a lot of different organizations about. You know, um, saving the animals or saving the planet or Tom's buy one pair of shoes, get one free. Mm -hmm. I think our younger generation, it's into recycling, it's into alternative. And they they say that the millennials are have a reputation of being really self-absorbed. And this article goes on to say over half of them have posted the selfies online 
of this age group, but they're also passionately supportive of causes that inspire them. Mm -hmm. And the statistic is that over 80% of the millennialists made financial gifts to an organization in 2012, what they believed was helping Mm -hmm. people. So that's really interesting. So that's one of the reasons that they might not be coming if the if the church is just focused in on, you know, the frozen chosen and and they just look at, you know, raising money for their fellowship hall or or their pancake feed or whatever. That could probably be a problem. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'll, some of them won't come because it's like, why should I go there and be in a bless me club? I don't want to. That's not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. A third thing that he wrote was uh, you aren't trustworthy. And we and he said, well, maybe you are trustworthy, but the millennial is going to make you prove it that you're trustworthy. It long gone mm-hmm. or should be gone are the days of just blind trust because you say you're a pastor or you say you're an organization that helps people. They want to know younger people are now tired of the phoniness. So well, they want to know, are they are are you really doing where's <coughs> the money going? Well, and I think, I you know, on Facebook, every once in a while, you'll see like a chart of different um, organizations and, and where how, the much, money goes? how much money actually goes towards <clears throat> helping people, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, how many cents out of the dollar actually goes to helping people and not just to administration. So I think that that's something that that younger younger people are more savvy about. Well, that and. Uh, what this gentleman says in his article is that a lot of the, the younger people are cynical of those that they don't know, particularly people in authority. Uh, they don't, tr- because of the political scene, because of the reputation of preachers and different things, they don't trust them anymore. They they have to prove themselves if they're going to get the support. Well, and I understand that from where we've come from. You and I have talked recently about how important it is if we're going to work alongside someone that we trust them. Yeah. And it, well, the Bible says, know those who you labor among. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and that's that's a big deal to us. You know, some people are maybe more, oh, da, da, da. You know, well, that, that and we didn't have Google back in the day. And now if you make preachers have to be careful what they say. You can't just go and try to be charismatic and push what your thought is and then make a statement. Because people will Google it. Mm-hmm. Now, here's an interesting thing that happened to us. Uh, we were actually on staff at a church, and I was doing the PowerPoint for the pastor. So he would give me his sermon notes a couple, well, a day before, and I would put them into PowerPoint. And it was just when the Google Google was starting to become really popular, and I just randomly put a couple of lines in from his notes, and I found the sermon. So it wasn't his. So he plagiarized. And then I look back and certainly most of the stuff that he had given me to put up on the screen. He just was, copied and pasted he, out he, of someone he else. He got it out of stuff. somebody's material. And that causes a rift. Mm-hmm. You don't trust him then. And and now it isn't just me that's Googling. You can sit in a congregation and people have their smartphones. They're taking notes on and different things. And they can they can look up what you what you say from the pulpit. They can look up like that. And if you lie to them. Mm-hmm. Or you exaggerate or plagiarize, mm-hmm. you you've lost trust, and that happens more and more and more. You got to be really careful. You can't, you know. And and there are a lot of people that will will well, and plagiarize. If you, and, if you use someone else's material, you need to give them credit, right? <laughs> and not just. I, know. I remember one time, 
we uh, the pastor put out a uh, Christmas newsletter. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, and uh, to a fairly large, I mean, there was probably seven, eight hundred people going to the church at well, the time. Well, and I think the newsletter probably went out to over a thousand. Yeah, and families. a bunch of people uh, were reading it, and his uh, one of his relatives called him on the phone and said, "Hey." Did you write this article? And he said, "Well, yeah, yeah." And what really it was from Max Licato, and he had just changed the names in the article, so he wrote it word for word, and got caught. Just changed a couple names. Yeah, and boy, that caused a big and problem. Didn't give him any credit. Didn't give him any credit or anything. He pretended like he had written it, and you you just can't do that now. You could, people can look it up, and and you shouldn't do it anyway. Yeah. But the fact is, a lot of preachers will go and get their material from something that they never spent any time working on because they wanted to go play golf or make the salary and sit back. I mean, anybody can cut and paste. Yeah. So interesting stuff. But <coughs> not trustworthy is one of the reasons. And then the fourth reason is uh, churches aren't diverse. Now, this is an interesting thing because mm-hmm. when when you look at church as a whole— a lot of churches lived 20 years ago. Yeah, at least. yeah. Around there. <clears throat> so they think they're really current with things and they think they're really on the edge when in fact they're way behind because they, for whatever reason, I don't know all <laughs> the different reasons, but millennials, and I agree with this, I really agree with this, are the most diverse generation in history and they want their church to reflect that. I remember when I met people from Treks and Sci-Fi Mm-hmm. Uh, the online group that I was in, um, involved with. Yeah. And I got that iPod and I started listening to podcasts. And all of a sudden, my little town that I lived in opened up and I started to get to know actual people from all around the world. When I found out that, that they, were, they weren't all bad, that they were some really cool people, some of them didn't even believe in God, go figure. Mm-hmm. And my whole world opened up and this diverse and rich social scene opened and then i started questioning what are we doing because there are people that that i i'm i missed out on knowing people that i should have known Mm -hmm. and could have been part of their lives and they could have been part of mine and there was a diversity that i wasn't getting from being in a little tiny group well and in our neighborhoods here in our little rural area um they there's I don't know how to say this. They they've diversified some, but I don't think they've integrated enough. No, no, not at all. So and, and you were, have uh, Hispanic yeah. churches, right. and you and, have Korean yeah. churches, right. and you have your. Well, it's it, he's saying that more more than forty percent adult millennials are non-white. Mm-hmm. So the highest share of any generation, about um, half the newborns today are non-white, and if your church is is has no interest in reaching people outside of one ethnic or cultural group your church has no interest in reaching the millennials well, so and it's I, it's and a, I think that we need to to say too that it's not just racial caucasian churches right. being segregate i mean being it's all across it, the board it could be a korean church or it could be right, right. african american instead church. of combining together yeah, we well, we're Hispanic ca- we cater to a different culture, and oh, it's just different. But but like you said, in in the grade schools now, mm-hmm. if almost half of the grade schools are what we would consider minority, right? 
Well, that, that's not really minority anymore. No. And, and they're, they've been raised with that, and they've been raised with the internet, you know, YouTube videos and TV. Right, and, right. And, there and, isn't the same prejudice anymore. I mean, there are in some places. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, but I really, think it's less and less. Less and less because, yeah. and I think that's a good thing. Oh, definitely. But church hasn't adapted to that. I mean, I knew I knew old people in the in the uh, church that we were involved in for a long time that seriously thought that marrying somebody from a different race was a sin. Which, uh, which is ridiculous. Okay, this is my soapbox here. I'm sorry, I'm gonna get on my little soapbox for just ten seconds. There is only one race, the human You're right. race. You're right. And it, it, it kind of bugs me when I see forms and they want me to check off a box. You don't have to, by the way. I mean, I think they do, They like medical forms, they do that because I don't sometimes know, because they get different. For no, different no, not always. Sometimes there's different ethnicities that certain diseases right, are more right, common in. Right, right. So, I mean, there may be some... Jeanette, but I prefer to say like ethnic background compared to race right. because I believe there's only one race. There's a human race. All right. Off the soapbox. Uh, okay. Off my soapbox. Go ahead. We, we got diversity covered. <laughs> we need to be more diverse in the right. Christian the, communities. Two more. One, the next one is um, if you don't want to reach the millennials, the, one of the reasons they don't come to church is that churches are too institutional. And it says when it comes to institutions, millennials run the other way. <clears throat> Political parties have described themselves as independents. Uh, marriage, only 26% of millennial adults have walked the aisle. Religion, almost 3 in 10 are unaffiliated. That doesn't mean they can't learn to see the benefits of those institutions. But unlike previous generations, they don't trust them inherently. Mm-hmm. So if business meetings drive your church and not the heart for bigger causes, you'll drive the millennials away. They're not interested in the machine. Mm-hmm. They're interested in making a difference. They're and interested I, in being something can, bigger than... I, I like that. that. I, I feel I can, that way. Yeah. I, the, we were part of the machine for years and, and years. And we didn't years. see it at first, but now we do. And it's yeah. like really hard. Well, a lot of the fun, fundraising that goes on goes on to just keep the machine running right. instead, of, yeah. instead of making a difference. Yeah. And, and I always know. I always thought it was fun when <laughs> when we would raise money for stuff that really made a difference. Mm-hmm. Like when we went on mission trips to Mexico and we actually helped the village that we were at and helped bought food it, and yeah. bought buildings and put, put stuff water, together. Yeah. Water cistern in or yeah. some plumbing or you right. know things that made their lives. That was better. always more cool I thought than trying to make money to do whatever but it just for ourselves, yeah. Another uh, yeah, kind of different. So that's one of the other. And then the last reason that um, people under 35 aren't coming to church anymore is um, churches aren't offering real community. Now, what does that mean? They recognize the need to connect, but they've chosen to do it through affinity groups and not institutions. Uh, Using social media, they've cultivated relationships with people next door and around the world to share their viewpoints and perspectives. Um, they want to have support of their friends. 70% of the millennials are more excited about a decision they've made when their friends agree compared with 48% of non-millennials. Uh, but they'll find connections and community. If your church doesn't provide that for them, they'll find someplace that does. So so if, if a church is simply a talking head church where you show up, you're entertained, 
the pastor gets up and preaches a message and then you have coffee and walk out, that's not what millennials are looking for. That's not what the younger folks are looking for. They don't mind hearing a sermon. They don't mind the worship and stuff like that. But what they're really wanting to do is connect with people. And it's so different now in the online generation that we're at. A lot of those needs of of community and stuff like that are being met online, on Facebook, mm-hmm. on Twitter, <laughs> on um, forums and different things like that. Or meeting Groups. online and connecting like like at the, what do you call those, the comic cons mm-hmm. or renaissance fairs right our our son our middle child he was really he loved playing when he wasn't working he was playing lord of the rings online right and he and his wife met playing lord of the rings online yeah and they um they still play and, and they, they have, have friends. all these friends that are in their clan that they do right, these challenges right. with on their online gaming. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard for me, who barely can play Tetris, um, to understand playing this game. But they have real friendships. Right. Well, I remember, remember our friend Kenny wish saying... Wish each other's he, happy birthday. And, well, you know. and we met, I met tons of people online that I've now met a few of them in person. Mm-hmm. We're going to meet our friend uh, uh, John and his wife, McDuffie, mm-hmm. is coming here. He's going to yeah. be going through Aberdeen. I'm going to get to meet him. But I've met lots of people now that I met on the Sci-Fi Forum. Yeah. And it's been a really cool experience for us. But we have a community there of people that we really enjoy talking with and stuff. And when somebody says, well, they're real friends, you know what? They are, too. Yeah. I mean, what constitutes a real friend? Just because you can't look across the table at them? Well, now you can look across the screen at them. So what's the, yeah. you know, I, under, I understand it's always good to have people in your vicinity that you can hug and say hi to and stuff. That's important, too. But mm-hmm. you can't say that we're not friends. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that they aren't really friends just because they don't live in your geographical area. Not anymore. Yeah. Before it was pen pals. Now you can really be part of groups that uh, you don't have to actually be there in person. So very, very interesting. So those were the six things that this gentleman did. Now he's going to do a follow-up one on how to how to attract under 35-year-olds to your church. And I think that would be something interesting to look at. But, yeah. uh, but, but, for, but for now, you've heard these different things. I want to hear our listeners' perspective. Is there any chance that you would be willing? We won't read. We don't have to read your name, mm-hmm. but I'd really like to hear from people. It, and it, I know this is, takes a little bit of effort, but if you could write to Rick at takingwithyou.com or Amy at takingwithyou.com, whoever you feel comfortable with, I, and just say, "Here's the reason I go to church," or "Here's the reason I don't go to church," and we're looking for now. No offense, everybody, but we're looking for younger people now. Um, you know, let's, let's, let's just, it doesn't, I, it doesn't really matter to us, but we'd love to hear your opinion. You could be old like us too. (laughs) Did, did any of this strike a chord with you? Um, uh, what do you feel about? What are the, some of the reasons that make you leery of coming to church or being part of a group like that? I'd be interested to hear. One thing that we have to say that we say often is going to church does not make guarantee that you're a believer no really church is really just an enhancement i mean some people and church really isn't a building i saw something it's a group of people on facebook today that religion is is going to church 
and thinking about fishing. Mm-hmm. Relationship is going fishing and thinking about God. <laughs> so religion is you're sitting in church and all you're thinking about is going fishing. <laughs> right. But right. relationship is actually going fishing and thinking about God. Now you can think about God at church. Too. Sure, sure. And, and that I makes have, sense, though. I have to say, you know, there are parts for me there are times when I'm at church that just help me focus and and put away the distractions. I can close my eyes, listen to the music, you know, sing to the music or just stay quiet for a while. And, and it helps me focus and, and just relax and, and enjoy my relationship with God in that moment. Now, you can do that anywhere. It doesn't always have to be in church, but... But some there are good parts about church, but but for some people I can understand, and even for myself at times, there are things the way that the Western church does things that kind of complicates things. So, yeah, yeah. <coughs> so interesting subject. Um, I don't know. I just thought it would be really interesting to hear from our audience because we have so many. We have such a diverse audience of people that listen to the program. I would be curious to know, do you go to church? Yes or no? And why? I'd like or to why hear. Not? Or why not? Yeah. <laughs> I would I'm be curious to know. And it would be fun to com- <coughs> compile those those lists of things together. And please c- try to avoid doing your cliché answers. I I'm I don't want to hear, "Well, I go to church cuz that's what you're supposed to do." Uh, no, 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 no. I'm serious. I want to know Don't let her be in here. Get her Okay. Sorry, Mike. There's a cat in my studio, and I don't want her to do bad things in it. And she just she's walking around looking. Now the dog was trying to attack the cat. That was pretty funny. Anyway, um, I I would I I really want a sincere answer instead of don't just give me a cliche thing. Well, that's the way it is, or. You know, we're not anti-church. We we go to church, um, and we're not um, and we're not saying you're bad if you don't go to church. So, we just are curious the reasons that pe- that you would go or the reasons you don't go, and we'd be very curious. And it'd be fun to put those together and then talk about that maybe a little bit more of what some of your thoughts are on it. So that's our program. There yeah. you go. And I'm what sure you you'll play some fun music, but. Before you play some fun music, let me say we'd love to hear from everybody. Mm-hmm. And you just said that. But let's say how. You can get a how? hold of us at rick at takenwithyou.com mm-hmm. or amy at takenwithyou.com. Uh-huh. And thank you to all those who have given a donation in the last uh, couple months. Very kind of you. We and You know who you are. Yeah, and your work has picked up a little bit, but it's been what? helpful. But boy, it sure was nice. We got a donation yeah. this morning from our friend Jamie, and then uh, Dan and and um, um, Laura and mm-hmm. several people are very kind to us. And then we have, and that helps, especially oh when you goodness. go through dry, uh, dry yeah. place and work. April was a hard month for oh us gosh. this year. Um, yeah, still getting trying to get out of that hole of having to go in debt. It's not fun. Yeah. So, anyway, but we, we thank we you love for your. To hear from you. you can give on our website at pay, the PayPal is uh, Rick mm-hmm. at takingwithyou.com. Yeah, and you know, even five or ten dollars helps. Very helpful. You know, helps yeah. with the bills here. Pays for internet stuff. 
Yeah. It's got a lot of internet stuff. And domains and... And your new microphone. Servers and my $49 microphone that was on... Well, it's a several hundred dollar microphone that we got for $49. And you sound marvelous, dear. You sound Do mar- I? Marvelous. Okay. Absolutely wonderful, lovey. I, I still think that you're louder than me, but... Well, I'm always louder than you. That's true. So, this has been a Moira Multimedia LLC whip. production. Copyright Quit pointing at me. 2014. All rights reserved. All right. Hey, thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll see you next time on the Take Him With You podcast. I'm popping my peas. Yeah, you are. On the Take Him With You podcast. Girl, you know I love talking to you on the phone. I could listen to your sweet voice all night long. Sometimes I can get by with the sweet dreams, baby, good night. But this time, well, I don't want to spend it alone. So I'm coming over, I hope it's all right. Listen for me pulling in the old drive. Look out your window, you'll see my lights. Baby, girl, I gotta see you tonight. The way the breeze is blowing, blowing. Got me wishing I was holding, holding. Only you so tight under that porch light. And girl, I gotta see you tonight. Tonight, tonight. And girl, I gotta see you tonight. Tonight, tonight. I got a couple hundred pictures of your pretty face. On my phone, on my dash, all over the place But I would drive a million miles Just to see that little smile in real life Baby, it's worth the drive, you're worth the drive So I'm coming over, I hope it's alright Listen for me pulling in the old drive Look out your window, you see my lights Baby, girl, I gotta see you tonight The way the breeze is blowing I was holding, holding Only you so tight Under that porch light Girl, I gotta see you tonight Tonight, tonight Now girl, I gotta see you tonight Tonight, tonight Only one thing to do Baby, I'm missing you I'm coming over, I hope it's alright Listen for me pulling into your drive Look out your window, you'll see my lights Baby, girl, I gotta see you tonight The way the breeze is blowing, blowing Got me wishing I was holding, holding Holding you so tight under that porch light Girl, I gotta see you tonight, tonight, tonight
Mm-hmm.